What up, planters? What up? I'm Brandon Whitfield. In 2018, I started an adventure that would ultimately change my life forever. I, along with four families and mine, started a brand new church. That's right, from scratch. We had some good times, like the time we welcomed over 300 people at our very first worship service. And we had some bad times, like that time our music equipment wouldn't play right before an important worship set. Yeah. That was embarrassing. I took some notes along the way, though, and I'm ready to share them with you. So if you are a church planter, a potential church planter, or you just want vital information, you've come to the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. You are listening to Planters. Welcome to Planters, everyone. As you can imagine, I've put a lot of thought into what my first episode for Planters should be. I thought about beginning with how to handle conflict, but I thought that would be too heavy. I mean, who wants to start with turbulence? Then I thought about choosing your location. Ultimately, I settled on today's topic, how to begin. I've talked to a lot of folks since planting my first church and They're either super excited about planting their first church or 100% not interested. It's rare to find anyone sitting on the fence about this idea of planting. In a way, that's to be expected. Planting a church is emotionally and spiritually draining. You need to be very zealous and excited. And the more excited you are, the more gas in your planting vehicle you have. The number one question I get is, where do you even begin? How do I even start? I'm glad you asked. For the next 15 minutes, I am going to attempt to answer this question to the best of my ability using my experience to sharpen my advice. Give me a favor. Share this episode on your social media and please, please leave a comment. I use the bad ones to shape my content and I use the good ones to stroke my ego. (laughs) Let's begin with my experience. Nine months prior to planting our first church, my wife and I started a small group in the city that we were planting in. It was called Rehoboth Small Group Danbury Edition. The longer the name, the more oil you have. (laughs) That's just a joke. If you do go this route, please make sure that your name is short and simple. Our first small group meeting, we had six people show up, and that was including my wife and I, plus our twin boys who weren't born yet. Because when you're planting, you count everyone, even the unborn babies. So subtract the grace numbers that we all give ourselves, you know, when you're sitting down and talking to other church planters and pastors, or maybe even if you're a youth pastor and you're talking about how many people have come to your youth group, we all inflate those numbers a little bit. So subtract the grace numbers. We only had two people show up to our first small group. We were expecting at least 15. Needless to say, we felt uh, a little down about this, but it was okay. We understood that even though we were below our goal, God was still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Nonetheless, we went on with the small group. 
Over the course of three months, the group grew and grew to an average of about 12 people every meeting. We would discuss anything from Christ to ice cream. One time I taught on a subject called Catfish Christians. Come on. I know you're curious. Come on. Ask me what was it about. Come on. Okay, okay. You pulled it out of me. Catfish Christians was a lesson designed to encourage our group to be real when it comes to prayer and not pretend to be a perfect Christian. Simply be you because God doesn't like to be catfished. He likes the real you. Yeah, I know that was good. Uh, If you email me, I'll send you the manuscript. Okay, moving on. But first, let's grab a planter's quote. The church plant often takes on the personality and passions of the church planter and his wife or her husband. This is why it is important to cling to Christ with biblical vision. And this is Christine Hoover who gave us that beautiful quote. After three months of growth in our small group, we decided to take it to the next level. Up until now, our group was only meeting bi-weekly. We changed that to a weekly Bible study at Dunkin' Donuts. We did this for about four months until the group was large enough to cast vision. No one up until this point really knew that we were planting a church. Certainly people may have had their suspicions, but no one knew for sure. We were only a group of Christians meeting on a bi-weekly basis, weekly basis at this point, to study God's word. After praying and receiving the green light from God, my wife and I decided to host a dinner and invite all 25 people who were a part of our Bible study group to our house. Food is always the best way to get people to sit down and listen to what you've got to say. I'd already pre-made vision packets that highlighted everything that the church would consist of, such as vision, culture, and mission, and all that good stuff. After discussing this for some time that night, we took a poll and we asked how many of this group would begin a church with us. Now, you all know I was on the edge of my seat. I was waiting to see who would raise their hand and who wouldn't. We were expecting at least half the room to commit. Never in a million years would we have guessed 100%, 100% of the room was in. I don't have to tell you how excited I was. I was like a kid in a candy store. Nothing compares to the feeling that you get when folks get behind your vision. Always remember, folks do not have to support you. Any support that you receive is generous and to be appreciated. So we have our vision. We have our launch team. And now all we need was money and a facility and equipment. All right. We need a lot, but we've covered a lot, right? We have everything we need at this point. And we were on our way. You have to subscribe to the podcast to find out how to raise money for church plants um, or how to find your own facility uh, like the one that we have. Yes, this was a plug. So for real, please subscribe. Pretty, pretty, please subscribe, folks. Stay connected. We began to plan our soft launch in the form of a night of jazz and coffee. We wanted to draw folks that weren't Christians already, so we thought jazz and coffee would be a good balance for both worlds to enjoy a night out without feeling robbed. 
the evening was a great success. We welcomed over 80 people in the building and used this night to make our official public announcement about our plans to start a new church. A few months later, we hosted our hard launch and welcomed over 300 people in our first worship service. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I was excited. Woo, celebration. Yes, yes, yes. So let me tell you what I wish I had done. This is the part you want to pull out your notepad and hit record on your device for all of you who are interested in this part. This is the part that is really going to set the foundation for planting your church. But first, let's hear another planter's quote. It takes a wise and sensitive person to realize what God does not want them to do. And this was Ed Steiser who gave us this beautiful quote. If I could start over again, I would not do a hard launch as soon as we did. We didn't give ourselves enough momentum to sustain the turbulent beginner's season that we were definitely going to face. And no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what influence you think you have, every person who plants a church will go through a turbulent beginner's season. And you need momentum to help you catapult the ministry through this season. I would, if I could, do a series of soft launches before doing the hard launch. For example, maybe a monthly night of worship would have been amazing. I would put a couple members of my launch team at the front table to collect emails as attendees come into these worship services on a monthly basis. I would bring in worship leaders from wherever I could grab them as long as they were good and affordable. I would bring them in to lead worship. I would grab my spouse every night during these night of worships, and I would share our vision about how we want to build a life bringing multicultural ministry to the city that we are planting in. I'd collect an offering that night, put it in the bank and help aid our church planting efforts. Most people think soft launches have to be in the form of worship sessions, but they don't. What about a mass game board night where you provide the snacks, the facility and the music and your guests bring their families and maybe even some of their favorite board games? They get the chance to interact and compete with others and you get the chance to engage new people. After this series of soft launches, I'd go all out just like we did for our hard launch. The key is to this entire podcast is to encourage you to slow down, think and strategize. You only get one shot to begin. You want to get this right. You want results. Now, the super deep by now are saying, I can't believe he hasn't mentioned prayer yet. My answer to that is, I am teaching how to be strategic in your approach of planting. It's up to you to remain spiritual in your approach to planting. And if you don't know that prayer has, absolutely has, to be a part of your lifestyle while planting, you're already at a disadvantage. Whatever you do before you plant, make sure you pray, submit your will to God's will, Allow him to mold it into what he wants it to be. Whatever you feel like your vision is in the beginning, I promise you, when you write the vision and make it plain, God will give you his interpretation of the vision that he has given you. At the end of the day, 
You want God's vision to be built upon and not your own. But slow down. Be zealous. Be excited. But I promise you, you only get one chance to begin. And you want to make sure that you begin with as much power, strength, strategy, and momentum that you possibly can pack into one plant. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you are leaving this podcast encouraged, driven, motivated, and educated. I'll see you on the next one. Wow, that was so good. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I sure did. Be sure to stay up to date with Planters Podcast by subscribing right now. Don't keep all the goodness to yourself. Spread the word with a friend so we can all connect, grow, and go. And remember, if you're interested in one-on-one church plant consulting and coaching, it's available. All you have to do is visit our website at theriverdanbury.org. Click on planters and submit your request. It's just that easy. Until next time, may your seed find its ground.